Alright, alright, alright. Welcome back, guys. It's the Eden Ideal Podcast. Hey! Hello, hello. Let's get it. We've been on on break for a few months now, since last year. But we're back and we're ready to go. We've got an exciting year. We're back in a big way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gangster stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I decided this season I'm just not gonna try and be cool. I'm gonna lean into like not being cool, like and just <laughs> okay. and just be my be myself, you know, be myself that way. I feel like not being cool is the new cool. Uh, so, so you're I, not sure. Cool. <laughs> were yeah. you cool? Who told anyway. you you were cool in the first place? I feel like Pam is telling Dwayne off. <laughs> no, she's just the way that I'm looking at right now is because of the way that I'm sitting in it. Okay. She's actually sitting there being my photographer. I'm telling you, this is the behind the scenes of Dwayne's recording <laughs> for my fans, isn't it? For Dwayne's fans. They've been, the fan, Dwayne's fans have been hungry. They've been hungry for us to be back. Like, they've been sending me emails like, I cannot do this. I need to hear Dwayne on the airwaves. Get the podcast back. So Dwayne's fans, we're, we're here. back. We're, we're here back. for you. We're guys, back. I'm back. I'm we, back, guys. We bring That's you it. the one and only Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, yo. <laughs> Anyways, um, um, have you guys been okay? How have you guys been over the break? And any any interesting anything no, interesting just lockdown, happened? And then unlocked down, and then locked down again. And yeah, we've got I, a date. Though. We've got a date. It's, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's, it's light at the end of the tunnel. So we're yeah. still recording this podcast episode in the middle of lockdown, middle of pandemic. So yeah, not not ideal settings, but you got to keep going on. This is everybody's kind of adapted by now, right? After like a yeah. year of this nonsense. Um, okay, well, let's 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 not dilly dally. Let's get into it. This episode, we're going to just be introducing like the plan for the year and some of the themes and things that we've got planned. Um, I've got a little quiz for you guys okay. uh, around our principal principal theme. And I know like we've had discussions about elements of the theme. Talk freely. Talk freely. What quiz? <laughs> What do you mean, what quiz? <laughs> it's not a test, Tadio. This isn't gonna like. I'm not is sending this... it to your boss at work afterwards. <laughs> is like, this the, the quiz that the, that, the, that the people them are also taking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna post the quiz on our socials and and our website in advance. I'm slightly remit. Tadio, I'm not gonna lie. Talk when, like, say it because it's, it's hard to, like, to talk at this in the background at the same <laughs> While I'm time, you know faces. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, Anywho. we're gonna uh, we're doing a, a, a little quiz for you guys to 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 see how much you've listened to some of the things that we've been talking about in the background. I love quizzes. So let's see. We know. We know. <laughs> <that anyway. laughs> um, but anyways, I think for this year in general, we're, we're kind of gonna be following series or like themes mm-hmm. um as an overarching thing and the, the, the different episodes are going to be kind of tied into the different series so like the big background series is going to be one 
we're, we're calling kind of becoming like Christ. We can, we can edit that name. I don't know if that's snazzy enough, but it's kind <laughs> of just about how do you actually become like Christ? How do you actually image Christ? Um, and we're going to be like looking at a lot of the specific teachings that Jesus taught um, in, on his Sermon on the Mount and his Sermon on the Plain. And we're going to be kind of going through them systematically. But we've got a lot of other plans. We've got a lot of other plans. This episode is kind of just to introduce that whole piece. Hopefully, like this, this will kind of give us a good grounding for us to then go into the conversations. So hopefully that makes sense for everyone. Yep, yep, yep. Everyone yep. excited, yep, everyone, yep, yep. you know, energized, energy, yep. energy. Right. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's just let's just launch into this thing. Let me let me let me get this. Can you guys see that on your screens? It's Christmas. Yes. All right. All right. So this quiz, this quiz, I just have to give a, a bit of a disclaimer as a starting, as a starter. Like I'm calling it a quiz, but like a quiz denotes that maybe like there is a right on and a wrong answer. And I don't think that I necessarily have the right answers. Like I, I think I'm right in what I say the answer is, but do you know what I mean? It's still technically based on opinion. There are a lot of like clever people out there that might argue with what I say is the right answer. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, trying to say this is, I think the more important thing, the main objective of this is to stimulate the discussion and help us to challenge our preconceptions about what Christ is and what it means like to be him. So just a, a disclaimer. Let's, let's describe is. what is on the screen because... Uh, of course, for, for this one, question, we will describe it. The first of course, question of, course, of, of course. the quiz, we is a can picture. see uh, five well, pictures. You, let me, I'm going to say, I, was, I, I had a plan to say it, jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that... <laughs> that take it over the quiz. Finish, you also do the quiz, it's like, it's Finish, a quiz. Like, I'm going to do it. You want to be part of the quiz, you want to be the quiz master. Relax. Jeez. I'm used to being the quiz master. But, uh, okay, this is pretty cool though. Okay, go on. So, 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 um, like this, this first, I've got like five or six questions for you guys that should hopefully give us like a broader ground and and as we go, we'll do one question and then, and then talk about the answers. Um, this first one's a bit silly. It's a picture based one. So, uh, listeners, if you haven't already gone onto our social media or our website to find the quiz, like literally pause in fact actually before you listen to this episode just quickly go onto the website it's only six questions and do the quiz really quick and then come back and listen and you can follow with us and then see kind of how we discuss through the different answers so just just go to the website real quick www.theedenideal.com forward slash something but just go on there Dwayne's gonna figure out a way to make that happen I'm assuming um, and then it will also be on our Instagram at Eden Ideal. Um, I think I think that's that's about it. Um, all right. So, first question, guys. <laughs> these looking at so it's a picture. They've got a set of pictures on the screen, and these are all different depictions of Jesus. And I want to ask you guys, which of these pictures do you think best represents Christ? Do we just B. tell you? Do we just tell you? B. B. Everyone, everyone get your answer. Okay, you think B. Yeah. B. B or C. B, okay. Uh, Bim? 
I was gonna go for B as well. B, okay, definitely, All right. definitely cool, cool, cool. not A. Only because <laughs> it's the most, it's the least furthest from you know the typical yes. Jesus image that yes. you see nope. in these films. But yeah, also, that's the version it. of it when um, the way that it's described in the Bible as well. No, that is surely that is not the least. Surely D is the least. Like, yeah, D is definitely the least. <laughs> Only D is definitely the least. No, but D, he looks a bit Asian. He looks yeah. a bit Asian. I've never Asian. watched Jesus Christ movie seen and seen an Asian guy. On the... I've also, but I've also never seen a Jesus Christ movie and seen B, like ever. Exactly. Yeah, I've seen but Black B Jesus. kind of it kind of fits the um like the wool hair when you think about the, and and the. Um, the area, the, the geographic area. location where yeah. Jesus was. Yeah, it fits. B looks more like the exactly. B looks looks more like where Jesus was, like um, the yeah. people in the area. That's that's just what it is. Or B and C kind of look a little bit like like that. To be fair, I'm gonna go with B. Though. Okay, I, it seems like everyone's going with B. Um, obviously. In the Bible, we don't actually have anywhere a description of Jesus. As much as people like to try and like find it somewhere, there isn't actually a description of Jesus. So we just kind of have to go with what we have. And it turns out the answer is kind... It's a, it's a bit of a trick question because there isn't a real answer. Yeah. The answer on some level is all of them because every culture tends to depict Jesus in their own image. Yeah, like the 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 bee that you guys are referring to is is a picture that they would have used in Ethiopia when they read about Jesus. the 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 A is is actually the most famous depiction of Jesus. Um, it's it's that specific picture has had the yeah. There is a sound. Where's coming the sound from coming from? <laughs> it's me. Because of where I'm at. I mean, you can't I hear it now. Stu- can you? Your studio looked pretty soundproof yeah, to me. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I know, I know. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> I can hear okay. sweeping and everything, boy. <laughs> okay, and it can sound out. <laughs> um, okay, so that that picture is the most famous one. It's been it's the most duplicated picture yeah, of Jesus. It is. In, in, in the world right now, like by far, like many, many millions of times, that's the picture people use for Jesus. But the truth is, all we do in our society is we make Jesus into our own image. So the point, the reason I'm starting with this is just to try and help us see kind of the philosophy behind it. Like we, when we want to understand what it means to look like Christ, we all inevitably bring our own baggage to the table and we fit Christ into our own paradigms. And it just it just so happens that like in any generation, the dominant power in that particular generation gets to control the narrative. Hence why kind of white Jesus is the main one that everybody sees in the West right now, because the West is the dominant power and they've made Jesus look like them. But so it's it's not unique to the West, like the earth. E is actually one of the earliest pictures of Jesus, and that dip, and he depicted like similar to the art 
that was used in the Byzantine period. I hope I said that the right way. But yeah, anyways, this was just this is just like a side side one. Um, yeah, go on, Ted. Okay, yeah. So I had a question about whether or not it matters to you guys because for a lot of people, the stickler sometimes is, oh, they've drawn Jesus this way. Jesus doesn't look like this, you know. Black Jesus is, you know, who Jesus is. And for me, I'm always a bit like, you know, does what Jesus look like kind of matter towards you reading the word and actually seeing what he said? Do you know what I mean? Like, what he looks like doesn't really... I mean, I mean, for me, believing... I mean, representation is important. It is important. definitely important. I, I think I'm just saying that what Jesus looks like doesn't make me not believe what the things that Jesus said. Do you see what I'm saying? As in, yeah, it's bad that the yeah, only Jesus yeah. that everybody is forced to almost believe exists is the one that they drew how many years ago. And that one that they drew is the white Jesus that they tried to make everybody kind of feel superior to you know what I mean I don't know there's probably a reason it, it probably has done something psychologically to a lot of people but I feel like if we really just go to the word and it's the word that we're looking at and it's not the picture that's probably I think that's more important the word is more important than what Jesus looks like that's what I'm just gonna say. Exactly. And and I think that's that's the ultimate thing here. Like I just started with this as more like just a yeah. thing to introduce us into it. Like what Jesus actually looked like on the outside isn't important. When we're trying to mirror yes. image him and when we're trying to look like him, it's not about all the mm-hmm. outward appearance. It's actually about kind of what he said. Anyways, we'll come on to that. So yeah, that that you're exactly right. I I, I think I think though, like it is, I, I I think there's a sub thing in here where I actually think all of these mm-hmm. are the right answer, and and w- when we recognise, with the problem is one particular cultural group tries to then dominate mm-hmm. and and kind of own Jesus and use it for their own their own kind of whatever they want to use mm-hmm. it for. I think that's the problem. I actually think Jesus Christ is multicultural. That's the whole point. He he comes and he appeals to the nations. Mm-hmm. Like I I I want to see a Jesus that looks like every single nation in this world. And, and when when we all come together in our distinct diversity, that's when we, I think we really look like Jesus. But just to say, actually, there is an answer in this in these uh, pictures, and the answer is that probably, most probably, C. It, or, or actually, the 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 picture that mo- most likely probably looks like Jesus is C. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, actually, I didn't word that correctly. The picture that looks that would likely look the most like Jesus mm-hmm. is C, because that is a picture based on. Um, they went literally archaeologists, scientists. They went and dug up all the bones and all the pictures and images of what people looked like in the regions that Jesus would have been like right. active in and they they used AI to do a composite of all of those images and pictures and superimpose them together to see what a typical male 
of that age would have looked like. So, and that's what they in came out area. with. So it's not saying that's what Jesus looks like. Yes. In that area at that time, that's most likely what people right. looked like. So if you wanted something that looked like Jesus, it would be that. But that's that guy looks rough as hell, you know? Like, that's not what people expect. And that's not something that you can put on your prayer book and people want to buy. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I think that's that's the main, most important kind of thing. I want us to challenge the way we think about Jesus and his teachings. You know, when we come at it, we want this peaceful, beautiful, handsome man, you know, long hair and all that jazz. That's what we want. because That makes us feel good. But actually, when we actually look into Jesus and we look into his life and we look into the things that he was teaching, he was really he was he was talking about some rough stuff. He, he, he was inviting us into something much deeper. So hopefully that just helps us to calibrate our thinking. Let's move on to the next question. Number two. Huh? Um, number two. So that being said, what do what does it mean to you guys to look like Christ? And the four options on the screen are to grow your hair long and grow a beard. B living the same way he lived, C, to be holy, meek, and morally pure, or D, doing good deeds and charitable acts? Um, uh, 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 living the same way he lived, to be holy, meek, morally pure. I feel like there's more than one... I don't think there's one answer. Yeah, there's more than one answer yeah. here. Definitely B. I I, I, everyone pick your answer pick your answer my answer is multiple do we say it or do we pick your answer and then we all say the okay. answer so mine's I a. think it's more than one mine's definitely A <laughs> and I think I'm almost there <laughs> Dwayne's going with A I'm going with <laughs> I think it's B, C yep, and that's D that's what I'm going with B, okay. C and D B, C the only and thing D. with C right. is that well, morally pure if you kind of put these stipulations there it's really difficult to probably be completely holy completely meek. i think you could probably be meek but completely morally pure because we just sin bad no, 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 the question is what does it mean to look like Christ? okay not to is be, it okay. possible i'm to sticking look like with Christ? bc and it's, d what does what do you think it means if you had to pick one you know, if you no, had to pick one i'm picking bc and d like <laughs> if you, okay, B, you can't B, have... if you had to pick one, which what one kind of quiz? If I had to pick one, I'll pick B. Tolu, your quiz I, can't have most multiple. I think it's more D. Like For D. me, it's going to be D. That is how almost all quizzes work. They give you some yes. options and then you pick the one that you think is right. It's not multiple choice. But if B, C, and D are like the answer, then. You've messed us what up. What makes you think they're the answer? <laughs> <laughs> like, they, <laughs> it's what you feel. The one. That's what you think. Like, I can say I think A, B, C, D are right. Like, <laughs> doesn't doesn't mean that's the answer. Okay. Pick an answer, Jerry. Okay, Let's move then. On. I'll follow Bim and I'll go with D, but I'm not happy with it. <laughs> no, I said B. I said okay, B. I'm, I'm going to go with B as well. I'm following Bim. Why are you why are you following me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Time to pick your answer. 
Dwayne, what are you saying? D. I'm gonna go D. 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 Okay, okay, okay. Obviously, it's not as as straightforward. Exactly. And I intentionally picked. I intentionally picked things that sound like they are right, like things that are in popular culture. What we all think are the right answers in Christendom. Um, but I, I I agree with Bim. Thank you. So that I the, was right I think to B agree with Bim. Is the right. <laughs> Is, is is the right answer living the same way he lived like obviously we've already discounted a in the last question it's not about how you outwardly look but unfortunately like in society that is what a lot of people think it is to look like christian like a christian right like everyone's focusing on how they're dressed how you know they compose themselves we really but... focus on outward appearances it does say in the Bible not to cut the edge of your hair, so no shape. Right, we're not going no into one. all that. We're not going into all of that, man. Yeah, no, but that's it. Like, literally, don't get a shape up. <laughs> <laughs> one day we'll go when through I need a the shape old. Up, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to come through. Come, come through. through. I'm come actually going to come through. I'm going to. I'm going to come through when I, I. I'm trying to be responsible. So when the lockdown lifted, I'm allowed to meet up with one person. You're going to be that one <laughs> yeah, person. That, Say no more. Come through. <laughs> One day we'll have to go through the Old Testament in an episode, maybe a special, a special, a special selected episode. Just to just yeah, for, yeah, yeah. I only said of, that because of, of yeah, debunk. because of what Dwayne said. So, so you know, listeners, yeah. we're not just gonna but, skip over it. We will address it one day. Yeah, no, we're not just gonna gloss over the the fact that that's so, one of the rules of the Bible. Dwayne, that will be so... obviously <laughs> as you can hear that will be a very Dwayne interesting is... episode if Dwayne is I on think, the call. I think Dwayne needs to hear this episode yes. the most. <laughs> Actually, you were on, you were in our Bible study when we addressed how to approach the law in the Torah. So this guy's not yeah. paid attention. He hasn't come Bible study in this. Take few notes. Months. Look at him. Anyways, <laughs> lockdown series. Um, so, so like guys, C and D, you're completely right. They are, they are, they are good things. I'm not trying to say that they're not, they're not right answers, but I, I, I wanted to just pull out kind of specific nuances. There are a lot of people think that what it means to be a Christian is actually like holiness, meekness, being morally pure and all that stuff. And like that, that's what they've reduced Christianity to just about trying to be holy oh, at all costs and thinking that that's what it means to look like Christ but holiness and all this stuff and being morally pure is a good thing but it's a means to an end it's not the end of a christian it's not the all be all and end all of a christian's life and and i think that's like i think that's like i i i i speak to you know young people and stuff and i'm and i'm counseling a few people that have grown up with that mentality thinking that's what it looks like to be like christ and so whenever they they mess up or anything happens they just you get all that guilt and all that stuff like i think it's that stems from a culture where you think this is what it looks like to be like christ to have that i don't know i don't do you guys uh does that resonate with you guys at all yeah no i agree i think you rightly said they've it's a reduction of what christianity is it's a part of christianity like no mistake like being holy and um, trying to live a life of, of being pure and all of that stuff is a part of Christianity, but Christianity is much broader than that. That is that is the main point. Exactly, 
exactly. So, um, and, 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 and there's also a risk if you think that's what it means to look like Christ. If that's your measuring stick, there's a risk that you start to become quite legalistic or religious. And as we'll actually look in one of the teachings of Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount, which is the main place we're going to be looking at through throughout this series, there is a teaching there where he's specifically saying, like, how you pray. When you pray, don't go out and, like, you know, shout it out so people can see that you're, you know, this religious person or, you know, even when you're fasting, don't do it in that way. Because, like, he's trying to show, like, it's don't don't take these things too far. This isn't the actual measure of what it means to look like me. Similarly, and with D, because D is the one that I think I fall into the trap where I think, okay, to look like Christ means doing, just doing good things and being charitable and just, you know, and then you kind of forget yourself and you think that the actual doing good things is the answer. That's if you're just doing good things, it just means you look like Christ. But actually, you can actually be doing good things and have a really trash heart, you know. You could be, you know, donating to the poor and have no no love whatsoever for that person. Yeah, so I feel like that's also, of course, doing good things and charitable acts, like Bim already said, is definitely part of what it means to look like Christ. But when you make that the be-all and end-all, I think you can also start to kind of get into tough situations and I, and, and I find myself that's the one that I tend to kind of stray into so the reason why I think B is the right answer is it's saying living the same way he lived just being like him taking the time to understand how he lived how he responded to different things so that, I did, that like I said this isn't like a typical quiz whether it's a definitive right answer I think that's definitely the most balanced of the answers but like I said, op- open for discussion and debate. But yeah, okay. So the next question kind of leads on from that. Uh, it's what is the best way to find out how Jesus wants us to live? Because now we're saying, right, the way to look like him is to live the way he did that. So what's the best way to find out what it means to live like Jesus Um, Option A is reading his instructions and teachings in the Bible. Option B is looking at how he acted and responded in different situations. Option C is asking the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. And option D is by testing the fruits of our actions. I feel it's going to be either C. Well, it could be a mixture of all. A-C-E-S. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Tony's quiz is not really a quiz I, I think it's time. a mixture. I, I take A-C-D. I take quiz time very seriously, you know. Tony's playing with us, man. <laughs> Stop fighting it, man. Like, I'm, <laughs> so the, you know that there's anything Tony is doing is to try and get a message across. Go with the flow, man. I, I think I'm it's picking a letter after the... <laughs> I'm going to go with... All right, all right, all right. Let me... <laughs> Let me take away Tadio's tortured face right now. It is, it's a, yes, it is a trick, trick question because yes, I think I also think the answer is all of the above. Like there is no, there is no kind of simple way around this. We have to do the hard work and we have to do all the above to really kind of get a, a good, balanced understanding of what it looks like. Christ, 
You have to read his instructions and his teachings in the Bible, but you can't stop there because, you know, like if you read certain, like if you were, like we're going to look at first, um, we're going to talk about anger in next week's episode. And Jesus there says, you know, don't murder. You shouldn't even be angry. If you just read that and you hold on to that, but you don't look at Jesus's life, you start to say that all forms of anger are bad. But actually, if you look at Jesus's life, you see that there were times where he got angry. If you read the Old Testament, you see that there's a lot of time where God gets angry. So to have a full understanding of what God, what Jesus wants us to understand from that teaching, you have to look at other ways of understanding that as well. So it can't, you can't be limited to one scope in our thinking. You have to look at how we acted, how we responded in different situations, and then you can then put whatever situation that you're in and you and use that to mirror that um and of course c is you have to ask the holy spirit and this is what jesus this is what jesus said like in um john john 14 he said you know like i'm gonna send the spirit to remind you of the things that i have taught you and he will then guide you on those things so yeah there's no there's no ways there's no kind of ways to scrimp around around this one and 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 something that i find really interesting is that the early disciples weren't just following a script or a code like in in our kind of modern churches we want to have like a set of rules and a set of doctrine this is what it means this is the right answer for everything you know we want to have that so much but what we realize is actually this thing is actually a lot more fluid than we think it's about a heart heart condition right so it's it has to be unique and it applies to different situations like the disciples you'll read in the book of acts and you know other books in the new testament they faced a lot of situations where they just didn't have the answer it's not all written out plain and simple in the bible like i know people want to think that the bible is a all comprehensive book that tells you every single thing about life it definitely sets out the principles and the heart that we should have to approaching everything, but it doesn't give a direct answer to every single situation you might face. And the disciples faced new situations where they had to read the text, they had to debate with each other, they had debates, and they prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to come and illuminate, and then they made decisions based on that. So I think in our study, in our podcast discussions this this uh this year we're gonna try and bring in all these things we're gonna be reading the teachings of jesus but we're also gonna be looking at how he lived and how he responded to things we're gonna debate those things and we're gonna ask the holy spirit to also illuminate our thinking and guide us um the 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 fourth one i think is also really important because um a b and c are kind of all theoretical to a degree or theoretical slash spiritual like they're they're not the things you can actually see in terms of if you know that you are being like christ or you're doing what christ wants you to do the the only physical way because the disciples kept on asking jesus this exact same question how will we know if if someone's been a true disciple how will we know if someone's been a false prophet and the consistent answer that Jesus Christ kept on telling them is you'll know by the fruits. This is the one physical, practical way to test whether 
some way you are reacting or the way you're behaving is actually in keeping with what Christ or the Holy Spirit wants. Actually test the fruit of it. Like when we were having our um, Bible study discussion on this before this podcast, like one of the things, like one of the, I don't know the names, but she was saying, you know, I know what I believe and I have to represent that. I, I have to represent that out to, to people. You know, if someone comes and tells me something, I have to, they know how, where I stand on these things and that's what I have to but like in that situation, you're not thinking about the impact that will have. So it's more about the fruit on the other side. I don't. Do you guys know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, it's it's a. I think this comes with you know the more you walk with Christ, the more revelation you get in certain areas, because you, the Holy Spirit is there to help us. Like He's there to guide us in all truth and. I think um, a lot of the times in Christianity, you know, we we know the theoretical stuff. We know um, the biblical principles. We know um, the theory to apply. But how that actually plays out in real life sometimes can come across a bit like religion. And we're losing uh, the heart. We're losing the the love aspect. So all of those things go hand in hand. And like you're saying, if what we're saying, even if it is biblical, even if it is scriptural, if what we're saying is causing, like the end result is not that of love, then have we really got it? And that's that's where you know, as you walk in this truth, and as as more is revealed to you, that's where. You kind of have to, you take it as a whole. It's not just, I know this scripture, therefore I'm going to give it. You you have to walk with the Holy Spirit, which is why all of the above is not just one. It's not, it's not in part that like you need to live how Jesus wants you to live by doing all of the above, reading the word, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you, like testing your fruit. Everything has to be based on the Holy Spirit and in love as well. Like love yeah. is the foundation of yeah this walk with christ yeah I, I think that that testing part is really important because there are some things that you you are convinced are the right answer like you're convinced that this is scripturally the thing to do and then sometimes I think, and it might be and it might and the thing is you're completely right like i think in the bible we paint a lot the way we paint the pharisees and the sadducees is always as the bad guys, right? They were just not not ready, you know, and, and to a degree that's kind of true. But actually there were some Pharisees that were genuinely just trying to uphold the scripture. Like in in, in, in the bits where they, they were arguing about like getting circumcised or eating um, non-kosher food or observing the Sabbath, like they were, that those instructions are clear, very clear and crystal in the Old Testament. These are the things you have to do if you want to be part of Abraham's descendants. You know, if you want to be part, like, that's all you have to do. But it took the likes of Paul and Peter saying, yo, guys, we are seeing something new that the Holy Spirit is doing. The Holy Spirit is doing something new and different with the Gentiles here. We can't argue with that. I can't fight with this. So we need to have a, a, we need to kind of work with the Holy Spirit here and think of the ways so i think it's a you're, you're completely right like we shouldn't fall into that same trap where we just think this is the right thing it's about kind of what is the holy spirit doing and what is the impact yeah of that thing? i mean i think that that is i think the key thing you said there was 
kind of working with the Holy Spirit. I think a lot of the time, as we do our Christian walk, we do not kind of talk to the Holy Spirit enough. We don't ask the Holy Spirit enough for help. We don't, I, I, I guess, I don't want to say utilise, because the Holy Spirit is not something to it's not holy spirit it's not it's not like it's not a hammer holy spirit is is a spirit is a it's a person you know what i mean like it's not um literally the holy spirit is who we have right now like this just the way that the disciples had jesus right there jesus left the holy spirit with us to have the holy spirit with us right here and the same way that the disciples would ask jesus questions and consult jesus and you know try to find things out is the same way that we should ask the holy spirit questions we should um lean we should really lean on the holy spirit just the same way that you lean on maybe your friends and you lean on your parents holy spirit is one of the people that you should lean on you know what i mean like that is who you should consult when you find something difficult ask the holy spirit for help you know what i mean ask the holy spirit when you're entering into a situation that you're maybe unsure of so that the holy spirit can help you in what you to say I'm sorry <laughs> in what you should say in how you can be in how you can act in this particular situation jesus was always consulting and asking the holy spirit to help just before um jesus was crucified Jesus was asking the Holy Spirit to help him to even just take the pain and stuff. You know what I mean? Like to take the pain away, you know, like, so if Jesus is asking and consulting with the Holy Spirit, who are we to not talk to and ask the Holy Spirit for things? And I think that's what it is. It's we always are leaning on, which we should, you know, you look at the Bible and see what the Bible says, but you can't even read the Bible without asking the Holy Spirit to clarify things for you, mm. you know, so that you don't go down and you go the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, as in, you you should always ask the Holy Spirit to just guide you every step of the way. Because that's literally how we're going to, you know, move through this world, you know. What are you going to say, Tolu? My, my quote of the day. The Holy Spirit is not a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I love I like it. That. I love it. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is not a hammer. It's not a hammer. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> but, 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 but I think the thing to, I, I, I think yes, a, a yes, and everything you said, 100%, 110%. But I think also, we, it's people can also take this Holy Spirit bit too far. And start to, like, because there's this phenomenon in some Christian circles where when you do something, even when that thing looks not great, you just say, oh, I think the Holy Spirit told me to do it. I, I, I felt led by the Holy Spirit. So you have to couple this also with the fruits. You have to couple it with yeah. the fruits. Because the Definitely. Holy Spirit, if you do something that the Holy Spirit wants you to do, it will bear good fruits. Like when you go out in yeah. the middle of the street and you're, shouting at people you know doing things that is not making people feel loved you might feel like the holy spirit is leading <laughs> you to go and 
shout. But at the end of the day, you might be causing more harm for the kingdom if people are running away from Christ because of what you're <laughs> doing there. So you, you really need to but look But some people at respond fruit. to that, though. Some people respond. Again, that's what I'm saying. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Oh, because mm-hmm. exactly, been, been the street, For the some street people, preachers, man. <laughs> yeah, like... No, like, you know, it's, only because of, it's only because of the experience that I had when I met one guy, and he's like, listen... Have you met Jesus? And I'm like, brother, yes, I'm with you, you know? <laughs> like, I, yeah, man, I, I th- thank you. I love what you're doing. And he was like, no, 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 but have you been born again? I'm like, no, brother, are you listening to me? I said, I said, I'm, but have you really given your life to Christ, though? Like, because people say, I'm like, bro, we're, we're together. Like, stop this. Like, but he was, he was just so adamant that, like, I must still not be doing something right. And I just feel like, oh, you, you just seem so combative. But please don't get me wrong. Like, like, like I said, it's not a one-size-fits-all. And I have to also, like, check my biases at the door because that that also works. The Holy Spirit does ask people to go and say things that might look crazy, that might seem crazy mm. to everybody else. That The Holy Spirit does do that. But when the Holy Spirit does ask you to do something like that, good fruit will mm. come out of it is my point like all, all of these things we have to just we can't take one of these things and elevate that over the others we need to constantly be checking is it scriptural is the holy spirit in this and is it actually bearing the right kind mm. of fruit on the other side mm. anyways let, let's move on to the next questions only three more and we, we'll, we'll get through them as quickly as possible question four what was Jesus's core message? Because now we're saying, you know, like we need to get into that. So what do we actually think Jesus's core message Ooh, was? Gosh. Totally. Are you going to read the yes. options out? Oh, yeah. So option A is love for God and love for your neighbors. Option B is how to be a good person. Option C is the kingdom of God. And option D is forgiveness of sins. Totally. Next time, I'm going to create these quizzes because I definitely believe A is one for sure, but also... Nah, this one, two... this one, there's only one answer. There's only one this answer? This one, there's only one answer. There is only one answer All right, then, cool. to the because question, I know, what was the core I know of Jesus' you, message? Because I know you, I yeah. know what the answer is, <laughs> and it is C. And what exactly... The ATC. There is no two ways. I was going to say A. Yeah, you see, Tolu, there is no. This quiz is not going to be no, good t- for t- the people t- doing that's the quiz. The, that's the point. They're just. You no, want to no, do a quiz oh, okay, well, and you want I, to know that you're getting questions. I think and it is A. Right. T- Tolu is just doing. Well, well Tolu, okay, okay, I'm not going to. I'm not going to call it a quiz. Don't call it a I, quiz. Then I tried bro. to give a disclaimer. I'm not going to call it a quiz. I'm not going to call it a quiz. Then people will be frustrated. Thing is, I'm getting. This is the this is the reaction that I want from this. I want to stimulate oh, conversation. Please. I'm not trying to give right answers. Like my objective here is for the stimulation of conversation and debate. So maybe I maybe that means it's not a quiz anymore. Huh. So wh- whatever we want to call it, let's call it that. It's thing. a debate starter. It's a debate starter. Yeah, so that's what I'm using the answers. A, yeah. I, 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 and like again, I I'm just gonna that, say, like, I don't, no, I don't think, I, I think I that you that are a, wrong, a is... Tolu, because I think that <laughs> the answer is definitely both A and C. You cannot say that one of yeah. Jesus's core messages was not 
to love your <coughs> to love God and to love your neighbor. That is one of the core. Without mm. A, how are you okay. going to even be building the kingdom of God, which is C? You can't have True. C yeah. without you're, you're A. You're right. You're right. So, you're, right. you're right. You're right. Thank you. No, no, no. I told, so, so, yeah. So, so I guess, I guess maybe, 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 and and I, and I will, I will edit the question based on that. Like, I, I, I guess, I, I guess what I'm saying is, what was the focus of his message? Because yes, he talked about love and loving your neighbors, but even that in his message was in the context of creating the kingdom. Like you, you should do this thing so that the kingdom of God is established. I, I think the fundamental in every single teaching, every commandment, every parable, when you read the parables, all of them are centered around a kingdom message. This is by far the thing that Jesus Christ talked about. Like if you actually go into a concordance and and you type in love in the gospels, you will not find Jesus talking about love nearly as much as you'll find him talking about the kingdom of God. I think just from a volume perspective and the amount of times that he brought it up and the fact that all of his teachings are geared towards this thing, we love is fundamental. God is love. Jesus is love. It's fundamental. But in terms of the message that Jesus was trying to communicate, there is a specific message that he was trying to communicate, and it it all was all around the kingdom of God. The good news that the kingdom of God is here. The gospel is that the kingdom of God is arriving in your midst. That's his yeah, message. But what is to someone that doesn't know Christ or doesn't know the gospel, what would you describe as a kingdom? Isn't love part of the kingdom of God? They go hand in hand. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It is definitely part of the kingdom. All of all of them, by the way, all of them are part. Forgiveness of sins is you, you is part of the kingdom of God. Mm. Being a good person is part of the kingdom of God. So the question is trying to kind of say, what is the core focus of jesus's message if jesus was a was writing a man a, a manifesto or a dissertation the title of his dissertation will be the kingdom of god is coming and these are the components of that kingdom love is a is primary centerfold component of that kingdom but the thing he was there to do his his part in the play which is the Bible, was to an usher in the kingdom of God. And I think the reason why I'm just going on about it is because it is fundamental to understanding all the things that we're going to read and talk about over the next few weeks and months. All of those things, if you don't put them in the context of the kingdom of God, when you're reading them, when you're trying to understand them, you lose the message a little bit. Or you can take the message and you kind of... That's why some of the things that we read on the Sermon on the Mount have become so blah to us, you know? Like, you know, you, you, we've all heard these preachings. Do not be angry. Do not, you know, look at another woman lustfully. And we just think that they're just like objective moral teachings. Oh, these are good things to do. And that's because we're not putting those things in the context of establishing the kingdom of God. Loving your enemies isn't just like a good thing to do 
it's a great thing to do, loving your enemies, but that action is critical. When you put that into the context of the kingdom of God and understanding how what is required to establish in the kingdom of God, you see how that action is a critical element of it. We cannot establish this kingdom without us deciding to love our enemies. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. so, Interesting. I, I, I need to change the. the I, let's not put this out as a quiz. Me we were, <laughs> before you were doing quiz. No, this is. I wanted. I wanted. I wanted. You can still no, your do that. Would have just been no, but easy, you can still easy yeah, answers. Yeah, you can still do that, but you can still get the message that you want to get across with having an actual quiz with answers well i'm happy with my quiz next <laughs> one you write the next quiz for the next episode thanks tadeo challenge challenge accepted <laughs> you write a quiz for next episode and then we'll ask the listeners to say whose quiz they like okay. better how about All right. that? Okay. 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 Yeah, you do a quiz for the next episode. The topic is anger. Go. Your quiz is just gonna be some little, little. Look at the insights that my quiz is it's getting good. us to I get like into. It. I, I, to be honest with you, they are definitely thought provoking. Um, discussion. Yeah, it's definitely that for sure. So maybe we should tell people that they should have these conversations with their friends too do you know what i mean like you know yeah 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 i mean is, is anyone else getting as triggered by this quiz as tadio is like bim and Dwayne. triggered tadio is clearly triggered I, you guys know how <laughs> i am triggered. quizzes she just likes quizzes. Like quizzes i like games this is her forte and this so, is hers yeah to see it done like this you called I'm it a quiz like... and she's like on top now she's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? Okay, here? anyways. I can't win. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> Jokes. Jokes. We're all winners in the kingdom. Amen. Of God. Hey. <laughs> okay, um, oh, the five. next question. I've been mentioning this thing, the the, the kingdom of God, but like it's it's quite an abstract <laughs> kind of concept for someone who hasn't heard it mm-hmm. before. So Next question is, what is the kingdom Ooh, of God? Okay. Um, option A is, is it's a spiritual realm where God is. Um, option B is... Is that a.k.a. heaven? You could call it that if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, a, a place you go to when you die as a believer. I was going to put heaven in option A, but people also describe option B as heaven. So I, I decided yeah. to remove it. A place you go when you die as a believer... Option C is where God reigns as king. And option AKA D heaven. is n- none, none of the above. Once again, because I think I know Tolu, I think I'm going to go <laughs> with... No, no, say what you think is the right answer. Why are you saying what you know Tolu? Because she wants to win, fam. That ain't how you play. <laughs> it's not about winning. <laughs> I want to hear your genuine opinions <laughs> and thoughts. How you come to these things, man? I'm gonna go. What would you guys? What would you guys say that you think the kingdom? I'm of God going is? with C. Like, if someone had just uh, told you this, I'm going with C. I'm going with C. 
and you guys are cheating. A, <laughs> and B. But oh I want an option E, aka heaven. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tanya, why do you think it's C? Because, because I know ya. <laughs> because we've had this conversation um, many times about what the kingdom is and what the concept of heaven is and what e the garden of eden was you know like how things were to be at the very beginning when god created the heavens and the earth and when they describe the heavens it's like the sky and stuff right and how humans were to be in the original plan like do you get what i'm saying like and then we go on from how eden was literally one area of the world and we were supposed to you know toil the land and make literally the entire place like eden and god was walking with us there so you know i guess that is supposed to be how heaven as we describe it the kingdom is to be right I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's such a, I feel like we've been, oh, we've had this conversation so many times that it's such a big answer. It's, it's, it's too big to even describe in just mm. this one answer. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, and, and, you know, that's actually like, you're, you're completely, that's right. Like even Jesus, I think when he was describing it, like when you think about the kingdom of God, it's so multifaceted. Like there are, like when Jesus Christ in his Sermon on the Mount at the beginning, he introduces with the Beatitudes, and he he in the previous chapter he says, you know, he was there proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. So we know what he's about to talk about is the kingdom, and in his Beatitudes, like he's saying, after each Beatitude, he kind of proclaims a blessing, um, and I think he's actually describing the exact same thing but using different ways of synonyms for the same thing. So like he says, the first one is, blessed are the poor in spirit for there's the kingdom of heaven. Okay, straightforward. We're talking about kingdom of heaven. Someone just just taking that in isolation would think, oh yeah, the kingdom of God is this place in heaven over there. But then the next one is, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Okay, so the kingdom of God is a place where you'll be comforted. And you now you think it's in heaven. But the next one then is, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Oh, so this kingdom of God is a thing that is on the earth. It's not just a place in the spiritual realm. It's on the earth. And then, then the next one, uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Kingdom of heaven is a place where we will be filled and we will have that abundance. So that's why I like what Tadeo said about Eden, because actually what you start to see is, this thing that we're describing, it also sounds eerily similar to what Eden was. A place where we're comforted, a place on earth, a place that it can be described as heaven. A place, the next one is they'll be shown mercy. Um, a place where there's forgiveness of sins and mercy. The next one is blessed are pure and offer, they'll see God. A place where we're with God. And then the next one, you'll be called children of God, a place where we become part of God's family once again. And the final one is kingdom of heaven. So you can see what I'm saying. Like we read this and we don't realize Jesus is actually describing the parameters of the kingdom of 
of God, you know, to a degree. And and we tend to kind of take one or the other of these, but it's actually all the above. And and this perfectly describes what it was like in Eden. I think you can still it was call a place Eden on earth. Heaven. It's heaven, right? Heaven is what yes, you yes, call exactly. the heavenly place where everything where, where God's, God's presence, presence reigns. is there and he reigns yeah, as the he king. Reigns as king and everything is was with love, wasn't Eden heaven on earth regardless anyway? I mean, well, I feel I'm like... I'm sure it's been described as heaven on earth in the Bible. Well, e- Eden actually means, like, the Greek word Eden actually means paradise. Mm. So, okay. ex- exactly, like yeah. as you say, like, mm. Eden was being, is is heaven on earth. It's the place where heavenly realm intersects with the yeah. earthly realm. And, and you'll God's literally be able there. to have that that access and stuff like just like how i and i think the thing that i always um go back to to describe this was when and i always forget his name gosh man it was um who had the dream right oh joseph no not joseph oh no you're thinking you're thinking jacob Jacob. when he fell asleep and dreamt about the ladder that was literally connecting heaven what what was what we as laymen would call heaven but the spiritual realm basically literally from earth to above oh Dwayne Tadio tried to call you a lame no. man <laughs> <laughs> why is Sonny so sweet <laughs> um well it was literally connecting um earth to to heaven <laughs> You know, as and people were, and like angels and heavenly beings were literally, you know, going up and down the up and down the ladder. You know what I mean? Like th- that access was there. You know, it wasn't like a separation like that. You know what I mean? Like it's not like oh, I feel like even knowing it like this also makes people. It would it would allow people to behave differently. Because if you believe that, you know, you're supposed to treat the earth right. You're supposed to treat the earth like how God told Adam and Eve to treat the earth. People would be so much more interested in things like the climate. Things like taking care of animals and taking care of plants. And Tell you, you're bringing, you're bringing I'm, their no, other but concepts I'm just saying. We haven't explained on this podcast. So let's not take it too far. I'm just trying to, you know, just, you know, you just push it small. Push it small. I'm just trying to say, like, people would care more if they really did think that you're supposed to treat the earth like the kingdom, basically, like Eden. You would do so much more stuff. You wouldn't just think, oh, you, you, you would care so much more about people. You wouldn't think, ah, me, you, I'm leaving you behind. I'm going, I'm leaving this place and going to heaven. You you would love more people. Exactly. You would really try to get people to, you know, you would speak, you would care more about people. That love for people would really, really, really mm. be there. You know, that's what I think. Hold, hold that thought for the next question because I think that's going to come relevant in that one. Shoot. But, but let, let, let's just kind of... So the for A, the reason why, like, again, again, I think this is not a proper quiz. Like, <laughs> I intentionally worded it so that each of them has a point to it. So, like, 
A, the reason why I, I say that it is, a, it is a spiritual realm where God is, but it is not just a spiritual realm. Like people, people think of heaven as just a, oh, where we're kind of dis, disembodied and we're, you know, there's a new kind of existence somewhere else in somewhere in heaven there. And that's, that's not what it is or not just what it is. Um, a place you go when you die as a believer again it's like Jesus was saying the kingdom of God is here now like when he was doing the things he was doing he was saying it's in your midst right now it's not a place where you're waiting for in when you die as a believer we can have it here and now um, and, and 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 but like it the most like kind of if you were looking at the most direct meaning the kingdom of God is a place where a, a, a king's domain, you know, is where God is the king and he reigns. And by God reigning, we mean where his will is done, where his rulership is done, where what he wants to happen is done. So that segues us nicely into the final question um, and, and we'll wrap up. So if we know what the kingdom is, a, a place where God reigns and his will is done, to fully understand this, what is God's will for us, in your opinion? What the answers? Right. Are you going to have free uh, Okay, yeah. <laughs> totally keeps um, getting with so, a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <dude>, sorry. <laughs> a is reconcile broken relationship. B is that we represent him on earth. C, that we know him. D, that we use our authority to sacrificially serve each other. And D is that we wait patiently for him to return. I think it. I'm saying is... C and E. I'm gonna go with A. I C think and it's e. all of the above. Can we pick? Okay. okay. I'm going with all of the I above. I do think that it is. <laughs> okay, okay. Wait, I'm me... not gonna. I'm not gonna. Okay, I, I said A. The only reason that I'm thinking, yes, C, as well, that we know him, but I think that. Just knowing him, bare people know, know of God, know of Jesus. They bare people know of, but they don't do anything with that knowledge. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, mm, is it C alone? But yeah, like what? Who said it? Was it Bim who said all of the above? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is another trick question because I, I think, think it's this was a going to be on the, the on the website, Tolu. Were you going to give people the option to exactly like this? Pick more than one option. Were you going to do that? Just pick your answer, and then I'll reveal my answer to you. This is how my quiz works. <laughs> Let's just move on, Tadio. I'm happy with okay. it now. I'm happy with That's my cool. quiz now. <laughs> should be. So, so I, 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 I'm saying, um, I, I think all of these are elements of core elements of what God wants for us. Um, like B is effectively what Tadio was describing a second ago to represent him on the earth. This is what it means to be the image of God. Like that image of God thing is actually a synonym for everything that we're talking about right now. Imaging Christ means imaging God. And that should take us. Like, like when we think about God imaging Christ, we all to be that all the other exactly. tribes would look at them and be like, hmm, these people are different. Why? That they don't see them as people, but that they see God because of just the way that they move. That's it. They move different. Ooh, That's it. Ooh, ooh, That's ooh, it. Ooh, like I like different. that because like when you when you start to think about it in that in that broader sense, 
like the whole of the Bible opens up as a tool to learn how to be more mm. like Christ. Because you're not just looking at, oh, what did Jesus do in Matthew, Luke, Mark and John? You're actually looking at, oh, what did God ask Adam and Eve to do in the Garden mm. of Eden? Because if I if I understand that, I will be imaging him as well, which is also imaging Christ. Like what Christ did on the cross where he like he saw himself as actually just being a human being. He was showing us what it really means to be a human. Like he wasn't like we 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 tend to think of it as like there's something new and different. Actually, I think in in Christ's actions, he was showing us how we should have been. That's why he was described as the new Adam. How humans were meant to actually be if Adam and Eve hadn't kind of gone astray. So I, 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 the reason we know that is he constantly, the, the one title that he refers to himself as the most is as the son of man. He wanted to really show us that I, what I'm doing is, is being a human. This is what humans were created for, to represent God on earth, to sacrifice. Like his, his, his act on the cross of sacrificially entering into the suffering of humanity and and doing something, regardless of whether you believe in what he actually did, or whether you believe in all the the fact that he died for our sins, blah blah blah. And historically, we know that there was a man who thought that by what he was doing, he was gonna save other people. Like whatever you believe, like that's what he thought he was doing. He was entering into suffering and death. Because he believed it would help. That is the core of what it means to be a human. To take responsibility for the well-being of creation as a whole. To recognize that I have a responsibility. And, you know, we look around us, you know, it, something's clearly wrong with creation. Something's clearly wrong with humanity. When, like, what is driving people to 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 commit genocides? What is driving people to beat their spouses what is driving people to steal from the elderly do you know what i'm saying like something's wrong and i think to really image christ is for us to enter into what he did where okay what can i do how can i what can i do that will that will change this that will that will actually start to help people become like what it was meant to be in the kingdom of god in eden okay well, that's it. That's the end of the quiz. Um, uh, I hope that was illuminating. It, like I said, this is just a way to help introduce the different concepts that we're going to be going through. We're going to now kind of take each of the teachings step by step from the Sermon on the Mount, which is found in Matthew 5 and 6, if people want to check that out. But we're going to be taking each of them step by step. So the first one we're starting on is anger. Um, who's, who's, who's leading that conversation? Uh. I can't remember. Ah, is it Rachel? Rachel's okay. leading that conversation. Cool. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna apply all the things that we've talked about here. Like, so we're gonna look at how he lived, like times where Jesus was angry. How? What? What was he actually doing? What was the situation? We're gonna read his instruction on anger, where he says, "Don't even be angry." We're gonna try and unpack this. We're gonna make this real. You know, all of this is about real life. All of this is about practicality. Mm. Like we're going to think about real fruits. 
Like how, how can I make this real in my life? It's not about the theoretical element. It's not about just the spiritual element about how I feel. What does this actually look like in reality in mm. my life? Mm. So I hope people enjoy that. I hope people are excited to go on this journey with Yay. us. I, I, I really We're am. happy to be back. I really yeah. am. We're happy to be back. Yeah. yeah. Andre. I hope people can't we hear my it. tummy rumbling. I love to see it. My tummy rumbled a few times. Well, no. <laughs> we can't. Anyways, let's, let's, let's close up. Let's close. Let's close out the podcast um, properly. Um, well, thank you guys for listening to today's Yay. episode. If you have any comments, questions, anything to contribute, don't forget go onto our Instagram and our website at the Eden Ideal or www.thedenideal.com to do yes. this quiz. You know, or to comment, or to engage with us, and to get involved. Like every single week for each of our um, episodes, we're gonna have a challenge, like something that we are we are gonna be challenging ourselves, and we want you also to be challenged yes. to do. You know, to kind of just make this really practical. Is there anything else I'm missing, um, guys? I don't w- think w- so. W- just w- be ready. W- There's w- a lot w- of things that we're going to be doing. A lot of ways that you guys can kind of be involved in different things that you know we're doing outside of obviously the podcast the Edenite deal is not only the is not only a podcast we are really trying to this is a movement you know there's so many things that we want to be um involved in and to really spread this message out that's a good thing probably worth mentioning like we'll, we'll talk about this more as we go along but we're also going to be doing like a couple of campaigns this year mm-hmm. in the background we'll, we'll come and talk about it on the podcast but the first campaign kind of you would have probably guessed because Taddy alluded to, to it a little bit is around stewardship of the planet they you definitely know, didn't guess part of... I'm just going to say okay <laughs> I mean, you okay, guessed you it. it they definitely <laughs> didn't guess. I mean I, I, I guessed it from but like we we as a podcast in the background we've decided to start to think about what it really means to steward this planet and thinking about the impacts we're having on climate because we think that's this is part of what it means to image christ this is part of what it means to look like christ you know um so we're we're doing some stuff in the background we'll talk to you more about that later on but we're gonna we, we think there's a lot of juicy stuff to talk about in that in that sense but yeah Great stuff, guys. guys. Uh, We'll see you next week. See you next week. It's good to be Um, back. Bye. 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 Bye.